This episode of the Everyday Mermaid Podcast is sponsored by the Mermaid Box. Ah! That's the sound it makes when you open it in your head, not, <laughs> not in real life. But it's it's fantastic. And that sound, it's truly like that tells you everything you need to know about the Mermaid Box. I actually think I do make that sound every time we open it. <laughs> it's true. Pretty it's sure. so magical. And you can pick yours up at mermaidful.com. They are also on Facebook and Instagram at mermaidful. And if you want to use my code mermaidvlogs, you can get a little percentage off of your subscription box. I mean, the last couple months have been great. We've gotten some mermaid sweatshirts, mm. some t-shirts, some hair products, jewelry, basically anything mermaid they're going to have in these boxes and you will not be disappointed mermaids check them out at mermaidful.com do it do it Hey everybody, it's Abby, your Everyday Mermaid, and this is Lauren, my Margal pal, and you are listening to the Everyday Mermaid Podcast. Welcome. Welcome everyone. We're back. Indeed. Ah, Lauren, I think uh, it's been so, so much has happened that we've split this up <laughs> At this every point, which like, way. Yeah, I know. At this point, it's almost four way. episodes. Yeah, every which way. But... Let's start with our first segment. Let's get caught up. Indeed. I think this is all going to be one thing, though. What? We both saw Frozen 2. Okay. Yes. Frozen 2, friends. And if you're listening and you're like, what does Frozen 2 have to do with mermaids? Nothing. Nothing. But <laughs> it has a lot to do with Disney, which yeah. is the, which is the original love. Yeah. related to where we are today. All right, I've had this speech prepared for roughly a month. Okay, Lauren. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Did you enjoy it, Abby? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes, but you you go. Okay. <laughs> Frozen 2 is visually stunning. It is probably by far um, their greatest work in terms of detail and um, focus on uh, continuity. Um, and just the, the minute details are really what get it. Like um, they have the new costumes that they have. Uh, Thank goodness are, they have multiple – outfits <laughs> which are gorgeous yes um and you you see things that you've never seen before and it looks so lifelike like uh elsa has these particular jewels on the shoulders That's of cool. her outfit and when she moves the light catches them um it's stuff like that you've never seen before um you know, I, Pixar obviously is very well known for their attention to detail. P people have definitely pointed out, especially I remember in the movie Up, where mm -hmm. his um, his little sash that has all his badges on it, like yeah. you can see the threads of oh, the patches wow, yeah. mm -hmm. on it. Um, you know, Frozen Two is like that. You know, the ocean. That, by the way, spoilers. Oh yes, if oh. you have not seen Frozen Two, please do not just press pause. Go go watch it. Uh, and then come back. Yeah. Oh, don't listen to this because I don't <laughs> – yeah, I'll spoil the daylights out of it. Um, 
so the ocean that she's trying to cross, um, oh my gosh. So I mean, it, it's, you know, if you didn't see her little character right there, you'd, you'd think it was an actual beach. I yep. mean, it's really, sorry. It's crazy. Um, it's, it's stunning. Yeah. Here is why it is not as good as Frozen 1. Okay, let's hear it. I'm ready. If you watch the original Frozen movie, um, obviously there are magical elements to it. But at the end of the day, if you remove those magical elements, you still have a distinctly human story that is distinctly relatable as a human being. For sure. Um, You have a character who has something about her that is intrinsic to her being that she cannot change, that she cannot get rid of, uh, but that very much makes her different from those around her. And she spends her entire early life fighting against it, finding ways to avoid it, finding ways to assimilate into her culture. Um, that is so well said. Thank you. And again, a month. I've had this speech prepared <laughs> for a very long time. Um, so it's a very – it's a and then you have her her sister who loves her for who she is and just wants her to see herself the way everyone else sees her, which is as this this beautiful and complete person. Um, and, you know, it's a journey that she has to go on to discover that about herself. Everyone can relate to that in some way, shape, or form. Everyone has something about themselves, whether it's physical or emotional or psychological, that is something that you kind of fight against and hopefully at some point you find a way to accept it as part of you are and to express it in a way that is beautiful and wonderful because there's no one else like you in the whole wide world. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's it. So you take away her ice powers and you take away the trolls. You, you just have a girl on a snowy mountain. Like, I mean, she the, they're still human beings. Like it's yes. still a very human story with a very human aspect to it that is relatable. Frozen 2 is not. Mm. Frozen mm. 2 is not about the – as much about the end result and finding that peace, that inner peace within herself. Does Elsa go on a journey to find this inner peace? Yes, 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 yes she does. Everything about that journey is magical and cannot be removed at all without inherently redirecting the story. Mm. You can't take out the aspects of it. You can't take out the fire spirit. You can't take out this water horse that tries her to drown her for no reason that can be explained at all. You're just sitting there going, why is this water spirit trying to drown her? Um <laughs> You just I, like I I don't understand. I, I was just, thinking that they were just fighting against it, like fighting against the the inner peace or whatever. I guess. I mean, but That's even the fire spirit it. doesn't try to set her on fire. He did it first. Not her. The forest. Oh yeah. But then at the same time, he can control it. Other times, he just felt like right. sad. I don't know, I'm like uh, uh. <laughs> the the whole the whole elemental spirits thing was kind of that was i what why i don't understand why um also ice is water it's frozen water so she's not the thing that binds them all together like you can't make ice out of fire um ice melts fire like you don't need the earth to make ice you just need water and cold you don't need the earth i don't know 
It is a little far. It's it's reaching a little bit. It's just not as tight of a story. Yeah. Like it's just not. Yeah. Um but oh my gosh, is it so pretty? It's, it's so beautiful pretty. and the music is beautiful uh-huh. and their costumes are beautiful. The music doesn't stand alone as well um, <clears throat> as the songs in the first Frozen do. Like stand, uh, they, they're not like standalone songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's very, they all, um, they all you know, almost. They're telling the story Yeah, they're bit. part of telling. Actually, somebody made a point about that. It was really interesting. So they said that um, one of the reasons why the songs don't, or that movie also they don't think did as well is because it's it tells the story in the ways that musicals tell the story. Yeah. So the songs um, move the story onward. Totally. Whereas in the first Frozen, they could completely stand alone. Like if mm-hmm. you took those songs out, again, if you took out the musical portions of it, you still have a complete story. Like you still have her, you know, even let it go. You don't necessarily have to have. She can just have this come to Jesus moment inside herself without yeah. singing about it. Um, but the songs in Frozen 2 move the story along. Mm-hmm. And if you're mm-hmm. not really into musicals, then that's annoying. Yeah. You're um, going to fall off. Right. And so there's aspects of the story that are part of the song. So you actually have to pay attention to the songs in order to move along with the story. And so that's frustrating for people who don't like musical theater. Well, I feel like the one song that we all could have probably like done without. Uh, I mean, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love an '80s rock ballad? Who doesn't? And the whole like, I mean, it was like a taking me back to the music videos from Chicago and <laughs> Journey or whatever. Brian Adams, uh-huh. but yeah, Kristoff's uh, song "Lost in the Woods" mm-hmm. was so. I felt so out of place. It was just completely out of place. And I was like, did they really have to try this hard to keep the adults engaged? Yeah. Or, like, why is this here? I I don't know. I think that was the only part I was like, meh. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was hilarious. Oh, like, so, oh it's hysterical. It's but so funny. Put in that film? Yeah. I was just like, what? Eh. I mean, yeah. it completely takes you out of the moment. It's yeah. So, but it's hilarious. Yeah, and then funny. the other thing, Olaf's song, I love. I, oh God, I love Olaf way more than I should. I mean, he is an obnoxious character. Samantha. He, Samantha. <laughs> my, oh, my God. The kids in the theater lost their brains. Oh, I know. I know. It was so funny. And then that was like the thing in the preschool for oh, a week. Yeah. Everybody's going around going, Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so funny. Um, so they've all decided that's like – the thing anyway um yeah that uh his song he like screams in it and that's part of the soundtrack too it's so loud it's so loud and it's that's incredibly obnoxious and so i love his song in the first one i will sing that song all day long like in summer i i don't (laughs) i adore that song um but yeah when i'm older he screams during it and it's part of the soundtrack too. So even if you just wanted to sing the song, you can't, he still screams. Yeah. That's frustrating. I, I, so I listen to, um, the soundtracks as I run, which some people are like, apparently that's like a very confusing thing to some people, but I do. And 
Olaf screaming, I literally have to like undo my <laughs> my earbuds because I'm like, I cannot handle Can't this. Do it. Yeah. I'm already screaming. My body's already screaming at me. Like, can you slow down? And so I'm like, I need some help. Yeah, yep. Olaf yep. screaming is it's very bizarre. And the way that they mastered it, it's so loud compared yeah. to the rest of like the tones in the rest of the song. I'm like, why is it so loud? I don't know. It's too yeah. much. That's frustrating. Oh. 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 Oh my gosh, what? Okay. So, um Summer Olympics from a while ago. Uh there was a team that won. I think they got gold. It was very very exciting. Um you know, they're all celebrating wonderful moment and then the a particular player who I guess had done like really well, uh she is like on the field. They're all celebrating. All of these wonderful things are happening. Her boo thing comes out and he proposes to her there on the field. <clears throat> yeah this is not about you <laughs> she has worked her professional life to get to this moment this moment's not about you sir <laughs> Christoph. okay spends the entire movie trying to find a time and place to propose to anna and that time and place he decides on is Elsa's moment and Elsa's moment with her sister and the moment they need to have a little come to Jesus between the two of them because Elsa full on betrays Anna in that movie. It is a full on betrayal and they don't deal with that. They don't. There's a problem with that. Yeah. That is awful. It's really bad. Because she's promised the whole movie that Anna can come and they can do this together. She just sends them off. And, and, then she, and then doesn't build herself a freaking ice boat to cross the ocean. Oh my gosh. Ugh. I never anyway. thought about that. I, <laughs> yeah. No, no. I'm just going to let a water horse drown me. It's fine. I don't, I don't like that water horse. Like, it just bothers me that he just drowns her for no reason whatsoever. And then, you know, she gets on his back and magically there he's like, no. yeah, this is vegan kosher. It's great. Um, it's not your moment, Kristoff. Hmm. It's not. Like, it's not about you. Yeah, but Anna <sighs> wasn't making it easy for him. No, he wasn't. But here's the thing. There are extra songs on the soundtrack that Kristen Bell and Jonathan Groff, they actually had record the songs. Oh, I haven't listened to them. Go listen to them because guess what? Mm. Anna proposes to Kristoff. Oh! <gasps> What? In one of the songs that they didn't add. Yeah, he's singing a that. song about not being able to find it. Like he's trying to find this time and place to propose and he can't find it. And then during the song, she's like, dude, you, you want to marry me? And it's brilliant. I just and they chills. didn't add it. It's too controversial, Lauren. They couldn't add it. It is 2020. <laughs> You know, I had another monologue that happened in my head because I have, you know, like everybody's got people in their family that are just, you know, behind the times. Sure. And <laughs> right? And here's my thing. And here's my rebuttal to that, which is now my rebuttal to everything. It's 2020. Guess what? You're wrong. It's not, it's not opinion anymore. Like you don't, you're not, you don't get to be sexist anymore. Mm. It's because you're wrong. Like factually, you're wrong. You're saying there's all of these things that men and women can't do. Men can't be emotional and they can't cry. You're wrong because they do do it. Like they do it. Like you watch them do it. 
There's movies in which they do it. There's, there's songs about crying over people and being emotional that men sing. Like you're, you're just wrong. And there's like things that women are doing now currently that you think that they cannot do because they're women. Like it's, you don't have an opposing opinion. It's not about your opinion. You are actually just wrong. Factually. Like, like, like there are facts. <laughs> like, like, I don't know how else to say that. There, there are, you are statistically wrong now. Yes. And do you really want to be that person? Like, why do you want to be that person? Why do you want, why do you want history to leave you behind? Hmm. Because you've just decided this is where you're going to be. Like, you've decided to, to legitimately look at the facts that the world, the, the, the world is at your fingertips in this little thing. And it can tell you all the time the facts. She's and, holding her phone, by Yeah, the way. my phone. And you've decided to look at all the facts and you've just decided that they're not true. Yeah. And I don't know how to talk to you about that. <laughs> like, this is a mermaid after midnight. So it's, it's like it's turning into one. Like, I we'll just don't get understand. into this yeah, I know. Uh, later at Mermaids I, After Midnight. I, but yes. Yeah. Make, like, yes. Kristoff, it, it wasn't your moment. Like, it's not your time. Yeah. This isn't about you. It's not about you. And it's not about your relationship with Anna. Like, I'm sorry. It's not. This is not like your time yeah, and place. Anna it's didn't not. ask for like some crazy, ridiculous proposal or whatever. Um, clearly, she was good proposing on her own. So, yeah. And yeah, so that bothers me. But he does have a really, really nice line, which is my love is not fragile. So yes, I loved that line. Solid line it. there. Yes, that was great. That's so good. sweet. Yeah. <clears throat> I had some similar thoughts. Um, clearly not as passionately. Oh, it's really good here. Really warm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Laura got real passionate, but, um, I did feel like I was confused as to why the fire had to be a lizard lizard that really was similar, like made the same sounds as Pascal from uh, Tangle. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, they probably confused. spent so much of their technology enhancing the costumes and their reality of it. That they didn't have time for more technology for a new animal, so they were just like, "Yo, Pixar, we need to borrow. Yeah. We need to borrow we some need tech to borrow from you. A little something, something. <laughs> I don't know. That was kind of funky, um, but it was definitely at the end of the day, it was Elsa's movie. Uh -huh. It was Elsa's moment, yeah. and I'm here for it. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautifully done. And you know what's weird is the kid so i went to see it twice the first time i saw it with children I'll second time yeah second time i saw it with my mother but the first time with the children uh one of the kids fell asleep and you know afterwards the and the child that fell asleep is the one that you would expect because she was kind of a younger one that's into the, all that and you know she it, it it was clear that it did not make the impact that it wanted that they that they wanted to make on these children like mm. it, it just didn't the only thing the only thing that they took away from it was <laughs> literally heard that the rest of thanksgiving oh my gosh that's so, so funny. Uh, <laughs> that was it 
like hilarious. when I asked I was when I asked Harper, I was like, Did you like it? And she's like, Yeah. Did did you have any favorite parts? I like Elsa. You know, like mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. that like that was it. And that's, I mean, that is a problem too, because I mean, if you have, if you have a story that's so ambiguous in its kind of discovery moment, there's no agreement on that, on that discovery. So like, why is her mom in this ice chamber? Right. And so, and actually, yeah. And the same thing that you were just saying, that it's confusing for them. Yeah. There was confusion at the preschool too, because they were like, well, she goes, she's following the voice. Well, well, does she find the voice? Yeah. Well, what is it? It's the cave. No, it's her mom. Yeah. No, it's like this ice, these snow people coming to life and telling the rest of the story. And it's she, all very confusing. Uh, yeah. And so it doesn't, that's not cohesive at all. No. Which is just poor storytelling. Yeah. Which you just expect the best mm-hmm. here. And especially, I mean, they've been working on this for so long, like six yeah. years or something. And, you know, I just, I feel like it. It's the way that I felt about um, uh, Incredibles 2. Hmm. A very a similar emotion. Um, I think I liked Frozen 2 better, but I'm a bit more invested in, in those characters. And I knew yeah. that the break between Incredibles 1 and Incredibles 2 was like way too long. Yeah. And, and either they started working on that second film right after. I, I think so. Because it, oh, yeah. it did so yeah. well. And that was their problem with story. Yeah. And when it takes that long to develop that second story, you know it's going to be a little choppy because people don't stay on a project that long, like in film. They, they don't. People have different products that come up. They get pulled mm-hmm. at different things. So when you have that much patchwork happening, it, it shows up in the film. Totally. And I think that would have happened in Frozen 2 too. too, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Frozen 2 as well, yeah. where it just became too patchworky in the way that they were trying to – make it work and make it work totally. and it didn't yeah not slightly miss mark yeah i do i'm excited like i want to go back to disney world and see them in their new costumes mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. excited about all that but yeah i was just like dang it i was really uh, you know it was great like everything it is great just yeah i don't know it's not I, – I, I've still seen Moana in theaters more times than I've seen, like, anything else. I saw that in theaters four times. Wow. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's just a visually stunning film, and I think it is – it's very much meant for a big screen. I think that's where it, you really see its prowess is on a big theater screen like that. And I was like, I don't need to see Frozen 2 in – like, I saw it the one time with a friend, and then I saw it again with my mom because she really wanted to see it. And the second time I was like, yeah, I didn't need to do this. Yeah. Moana is, to me, the greatest, like, every, I love everything about it. Yeah. I know we've talked about this many times. Yeah. And I know you are, um, you don't like how Maui says the thing about twitter oh yeah because it completely dates the movie (laughs) that's my i get and then like that's my only critique on that movie is the fact that they let dwayne johnson say that line about twitter yeah and i immediately went no (laughs) bad bad actor back director bad story bad bad yeah no take that line out entirely how dare you because if you hadn't done that 
the movie wouldn't be dated in yep. any way, shape, or form. You could show it at any point in time, and it would be a terrific movie. Yeah. Um, it's a glorious masterpiece. It, it is a glorious masterpiece. I mean, that is that is definitely one of their best works. Yeah. Moving on. Anywho. <laughs> All right, Lauren. Uh, so now it's time for our, our segment called Mer- Nope. What is it called? Merlings is yeah, the, the darkest, darkest things. things. We're not being on that long, Abby. Whoa. Uh, yes, and this is the part of the show when Lauren shares uh, what her her sweet, sweet, sweet children at her job as a preschool teacher say. Keep- and sometimes they say the darndest things. They do. Yeah, I've only got one. Uh, it's funny, though. Um, so we made gingerbread houses. And if you go to Trader Joe's, they have little gingerbread house kits. They do. And so you get the um, powdered sugar um, and you you whip an egg white until it has firm peaks and you mix it with the icing sugar and some, a little like two or three drops of lemon juice and that's what makes it sticky. Oh. Yeah. And so that's how you make the – that's how you help make the gingerbread house. So I was hand whipping an egg white to make this gingerbread house. And me, hand whipping egg whites for gingerbread houses. Four-year-old. Whip it, Miss Lauren. Whip it real hard. <laughs> Whip it real good. Whip it real hard. That is funny. And of course, like that completely inappropriate song. Yes. Bit hard. Whip it good. Not singing anymore because it's no, highly inappropriate. We shouldn't sing that song. But yes. But yeah, that popped in my head that's immediately. So and I was like, funny. And that's going on face. <laughs> Uh, oh was not was not wrong. You should whip appropriately to get the appropriate consistency. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, Merlings do say the darnest things. I have another one that I never put on Facebook. What? It's because it was like too specific to this one kid, but she had a ring pop. Sorry. <laughs> she had a ring pop and I guess somebody said something to her. And she was like, I'm not here to eat it. I'm here to suck on it. <laughs> well. Oh, my gosh. Okay. What, what I'd give. What I would give to have that moment recorded and play it at your wedding, child. Play it at your graduation. Play it at your retirement party. Play it at any sort of event in which your family members are present. That is a classic. I'm not here to eat it. I'm here to suck it. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Of oh love. my gosh. God bless him. So funny. God bless him. Yeah, but yeah, I couldn't put that on Facebook. Oh so I was gosh. like, oh, everybody's going to know who this kid is. Oh, oh man, it was funny. So, yes. Merlings do say the darndest things. They say the darndest things. Whip it real hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. Moving on. Moving on to our hashtag Jody moment. I do this every time. Turn it on. So, Lauren, tell me. There is something about this Jody moment. You've been leading up to it, and I'm very interested. 
Oh no, I'm not even going to go there this time. I'm I'm too exhausted from my um, emotional storytelling of my hair. <laughs> I really am. I really am. I'm too emotionally exhausted. Okay. I can't even like discuss it. But we we will discuss it. Okay. Um, but I thought it would be a good time to catch up on the Little Mermaid lie or no, gosh. We the live not- action Little Mermaid. <laughs> no, we've already had our beef. We've already had our salty salty seahorse about Little Mermaid life. Why why didn't you give him a rubber mallet? Like why did his fingernails have to fall off for this show? It wasn't worth it, John Stables. It wasn't, wasn't worth it. it. I was actually uh, rewatching some episodes of Shark Tank and Ooh, ha, ha. Ooh, ha. and uh I it was like recorded episodes because I love them and yeah. uh it was like showing the commercials for the Little Mermaid Live and I'm like, No, fast forward, I can't I can't go back there emotionally. I'm not ready psychologically, I can't go. Oh man. So anywho. The live action Little Mermaid. Live action Little Mermaid. Let's see. Okay. So I think since our last discussion, did we know who Prince Eric was? Um, Harry Styles said no. Was that him? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think. I don't think so. Because this lovely uh, fellow... Jonah King, I believe, is playing Prince Eric. Oh, okay. I wish it was the one from the Little Mermaid Live. He was really good. He was fantastic. He's my favorite part about the show. I'd watch him again. Mm Mm-hmm. He could sing. And that little boy can sing. Her voice. Yes, he was great. Okay, Um, Jonah King. All right. Maybe we did. Now I can't remember. Has Melissa McCarthy been officially announced? Yes. Okay. We'll find out. We'll find out. And Javier Bardem. I'm down. I'm I'm okay with seeing that man shirtless. Yes. It's gonna be good. Um oh, David Diggs is playing Sebastian. Now I know him. What's he done? He was in Wonder. He was in Ferdinand. He was in Zootopia. Let's see. He did something for Zootopia. Okay. Both of it. Phones out. Phones out, friends. Oh, looks like he's just on a soundtrack for Zootopia. So he must. Oh, he's an actor, singer, producer, writer, and rapper. He's the vocalist of the experimental hip hop group Clipping. Diggs originated the role of and won a Grammy and Tony for the Marquis de Lafayette, Thomas Jefferson. Oh! He is Thomas Jefferson. In Hamilton. In Hamilton. Nice. Okay. So he's going to be in that new movie, Soul. The Pixar film coming out this Oh, I'm so excited year. about that movie. Yeah. But David. Oh, that makes me so excited. It is. That's exciting. Monsieur Lafayette. I haven't seen him in anything. So. Immigrants. We get the job done. You do. <laughs> For real, though. Um. Okay, uh, okay. Speaking of Hamilton, you just saw Hamilton. It was so good. And Hamilton's not my thing. I remember us talking about this. And I was like, you have to see the show. Yeah. To really, which I totally understand. Opinion. So I never got into the the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, it wasn't. It's was just not my cup of tea, which is fine. Like, but 
I understand the importance of the show. Like yeah. I was a I was a mm. theater major. I'd like you don't have not every piece of theater has to be right up your alley. I don't like absurdist theater. I don't um you know, as, like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead and Waiting for Godot. Like I I don't like those. Um because they just bug me. Unless it's Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen doing it on the West End. <laughs> they did Waiting for Godot on the West End and I would have given like several like functioning body parts oh my to go see it. Um the, we digress. Yeah. Um so yeah, like just Hamilton, like the soundtrack just wasn't my thing. I was in Nashville. And we went to go see it last night. Ha! Oh. Isn't it so great? Oh my goodness. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And more stories should be told that way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's actually I don't think it's technically a musical. That's an opera. The yeah. entire thing is song. It is. It's all Song. It's entirely song. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, you know, there are some lines that are spoken. Yeah. But you, like, you can count them on one hand. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's it's an opera. I love it so um, much. Which is, you know, uh, even better because opera needs to, opera needs its place too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, beautifully done. Sim, the cast is everything. Yeah. The ensemble is everything. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very, very little to the set. Um, you know, you could place a variety of shows in that setting and mm-hmm. have them work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very little in props. There's just, it's so simplistic, and the beauty is in its simplicity um, because you just let the story tell itself and you let the actors do their freaking jobs. Did you love George Washington? So good. So good. And the sisters. Oh, Skylar sisters. Come um, on. Laf- I mean, Lafayette was my favorite. He was, oh my gosh, <laughs> he was hysterical. He was so funny. And then there's King George, who is phenomenal. He's so, King George is so funny. He is so funny. His song, and I do like his song, like, you be big. And of course, you know, you just, you have to have a love affair in your head sometimes. And Jonathan Groff is one of my, ah. he, my headspace love affairs. <laughs> um, and he originated the King George um, role so on good. Broadway. And it's so funny. It's so funny. So funny. And our King George in the Nashville one was Oh, on point. He was phenomenal and it's great and the whole thing is great and I 100% like get the reason why it is a thing, mm-hmm. why Hamilton is a thing. Yeah. Um, And again, it's not like I didn't get it before. It just wasn't a thing for me. But, and now it's a thing. It's totally a thing. Yeah. I still, you know, the music is still not my cup of tea. It's just not my style. Um, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the story supersedes all of it. Mm-hmm. The story that they tell and the way that they tell it is so cohesive. It is so, so well done. Yeah. It and was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. For the love of God, please keep telling stories. Yeah. Like that way. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Fan flipping tastic. <sighs> Lynn. Mm. Lynn. But we're just so thrilled because he's working on this Little Mermaid. That's true. Live action. I'm so. telling you, I'm getting nervous about this movie. Girl, me too. Well, so all I know is in April, they're probably going to give us like some sort of preview. 
like some sort of not like a trailer but just like Mm -hmm. here's kind of where we are and then i believe it's coming out 2021 um summer 2021 okay we'll see i'm not i'm not afraid to get salty seahorse about that movie oh no i'm not either and and i'm uh after the little mermaid live i was like we (sighs) might be in trouble might be in trouble here we got work <laughs> yes girl fresh off that hamilton train now <laughs> yes ooh, ooh. um <laughs> yeah um I-, I just don't know how how it's gonna turn out lauren i'm just nervous i'm just so nervous like so far, especially since i saw cats and i was like oh, oh honey if it's i know i know it, i know i know no i worry i worry it couldn't be cats i'm worried no <laughs> like I don't. I just don't understand how a film that is fully animated by computers can be so much more convincing than fully animating actual human people who are actually doing the parts. I, I, I... There was quite the disconnect, I will say. Uh, sounds like for cats, but for the Little Mermaid, I feel like if anything else, the cast. Other than Melissa McCarthy for you, but I mean, I, I, I feel I feel okay with it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that Lynn Manuel Miranda also worked on Moana, yes. Um, and and since David, uh, mm-hmm. who's playing Sebastian, mm-hmm. has probably worked with Lynn Manuel Miranda in some oh, yes, 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 form yes, yes. because of Hamilton, I feel like we're. We're, I am trusting Lynn to pull through. Okay. I'm trusting him. I'm putting all my sand dollars in his basket, in his shell, seashell basket. In his seaweed basket. <laughs> yes. In this, uh, yes. So uh, I, I just, we just got to trust him. We just got to trust him. Come on, Ellie Bailey. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Was that our hashtag dirty moment? Yeah. Okay. And so I guess, oh, it's our last segment already? Well, I guess we were technically for the Jody moment, we were supposed to catch up on. Oh, no, because you told me it was Jonah King. Yeah. I think we have talked about him before, though. But David Diggs, that's new. He's new. That's new, which is very exciting. Because I feel like we, I tried to look up Jonah King, and I was like, there is nothing on this child because he is a child. Um, Jonah, it's like, how do you say that? Jonah Howard Howard King. Howard I think King? you said that exact same thing to me the last time, too. Okay, good. Yes, he was born and raised in London. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Dual uh-huh. citizen. Oh, yeah. He was in that television, um, Little Women. Yep, oh, yep, 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 yep. I remember because he plays Lori. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm, the one with Angela mm-hmm. Lansbury, right? Yes, because the new one is Meryl Streep, the mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig. I haven't seen that one yet. Me either. I hear it's good though. Look at yeah. beautiful dimples. I know oh, he looks. America. I think it's gonna be a good Prince Eric moment. Like yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Can he sing? Does he need to sing? Dunno. Okay. Oh. There's, I have some news. Mermaid Lila uh-huh. in Hawaii yeah. is yes. working with the National Association of Underwater Instructors. 
which is um, they kind of like oversee all the like scuba instructing and free diving and all the things. Mermaid Lila has been working with them directly. She's an amazing marine biologist and very talented uh, scuba and free diving instructor herself. Mm -hmm. And she uh, has created with them, there is now a certification, a mermaid certification under the NAUI or whatever, now you however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. There is an official mermaid certification now, which wow. has never been done. So she at the forefront of that? She, yes. She, she a girl? I uh, know. She's quite the trailblazer. We love her. So she is coming to our MagicCon and <gasps> will be teaching those Yay. classes. So I told her, I was like, I'm probably going to be running around, but I really want to take your class. So like, please like save me a spot. That's like why I haven't signed up for anything. <laughs> I know. Because I'm like, I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to I be know. at one place long enough. We're going to be like everywhere talking to everybody. I don't know. So all that being said, you should go check out Mermaid Lila, L-I-L-A, yes. um, and check out the classes. And hopefully if they're not sold out already and you're coming to more Magic Con, you can take advantage of those classes because really fun yeah yeah oh that's awesome good yes so anywho love her trying to think is there any other things that we need to talk about before we before we swim off here i mean technically yes but do we have time no that is a negative uh yeah once again it's been an hour okay well thank you all for listening to this podcast here's the dealio we didn't talk about this last week because I forgot. But you can follow us. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on social media. But most importantly, we have our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. And I know everyone's like, please give us all the dollars for whatever it is that they need. But we really do need all the dollars. <laughs> um, we've got some studio improvements we need to make. But also, we uh, we have multiple jobs to make this happen for you so what i would like to invite you to be a part of is our patreon pod at patreon.com slash everyday mermaid and what you get whenever you become a patron doesn't matter how much you're spending per month you get access to our exclusive content Mm -hmm. which is uh which includes our mermaids after midnight Midnight. podcast which is a little pg-13 a little special thing we throw out there for y'all true yes uh still quite appropriate but uh just a little bit more in depth um for on some things that we can't talk about yeah to the general public so you can become a patron at patreon.com slash everyday mermaid and it just really helps us keep this going but if you're not able to, we totally understand. And the other way for you to support us is by following us on our social media challenge uh, channels. Challenges. It is a challenge these days. Yes. Uh, on our social media channels, we're on Instagram at Everyday Mermaid Podcast. Everyday Mermaid Podcast. Yeah, that's where we are. Yes. It's been a long holiday break. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also go and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. So Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, okay. Spotify, wherever you're listening. We make our podcast with the Anchor app, so you can subscribe on that. But you can subscribe wherever the heck you are listening. That helps us out so, so much. Yes. And even if you leave us like a review on there, that helps us. I mean, if it's a positive one. If you don't like listening to our podcast, just, please don't just leave don't, a review. Just don't listen. Yeah. 
just don't. Or DM us. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just like send us a message. Be like, hey, y'all could probably work on this. And you're probably right. Because yeah. I have a feeling a lot of people are like, y'all talk way too much about Disney stuff. <clears throat> we love Disney. We and- do. That probably wouldn't change. I mean, you could tell us that and we'd be like, you're right. That's true. I- it's still going to happen. We- this is this is the Everyday Mermaid podcast yeah. and we will discuss mermaid things. It's true. But it's all, the foundation is Disney. Mm-hmm. And we're. That's where we are on that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you on the flip side. Bye,